1: There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander.
2: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Bomb. available at Walgreens.
3: The Around the NFL podcast.
1: Sponsored by Daniel Jeremiah. Shah, right? from the Chris Wesley podcast studio. It's around the NFL. I'm Dan Hanses. I come to you from a uh, room filled with heroes. Some of them anyway. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Boys. Yeah, sure. This is Daniel Jeremiah's last big week before he returns from whence he came. Some swamp in San Diego.
4: Or goes on a three-month vacation, which maybe he does have it figured out.
1: He does. Draft week. We got a big one. Four shows coming up this week. The Mark Sessler 2022 NFL Mock Draft. A round one recap from Las Vegas. Yes, ATN returns to the draft site. A full draft recap Saturday night. Uh. At the end of today's show, a big announcement. But before any of that, let's dive right in with some energy. Rosenthal, go get my lunch. You problematic person. What are you, why are you calling
5: me out? You think I'm not bringing the energy right now? I don't know yet. Well, maybe we'll not all of out. us have gotten a fresh haircut. Ooh, birthday boy. That is not a fresh cut. Okay, let's
1: see. But it's it, looking very it's, a um, good hair day. it's
4: looking uh dense in a good way. I mean, there's some waves in your hair.
1: Thank you. Let's get right into it. <laughs> I'm trying to st- keep us on the track. I know, sorry. Energy.
4: I apologize for Greg.
1: <laughs> I'll get it going. You know, something um, hit me. First of all, let's check out where we're at in the standings. Go get my lunch standings. Unbelievable what Nick Fortier has done through the years. Oh, You want to juice up my energy? Just uh, tell me how I'm in first place. (laughs) I'll juice you up. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Greg Rosenthal's record Mm. is, some would say, somewhat impressive to not very impressive. I'm at 193 and 184. That's 51.2%. Greg, you're at 195 and 177, 52.4%. Hey, that's first place. Uh, Mark, you've always been feast or famine in this game. Right. 170 and 183, 48.2%. Again, you're Joey Gallo. You're going to hit 205, but you're going to hit 38 homers. Uh, You're going to have a good slugging percentage. You're going to strike out 230 times, but you're going to always get jobs and get paid. Because you do hit on big ones.
4: There's going to be a highlight reel attached to my career. Another way to look at it is we are
5: either exceedingly mediocre (laughs) or exceedingly well matched against each other. I mean, after playing, you know, after making almost 300 different or 400 sandwich props, we're like nine over or 12 over. He's 12
1: under. We're all, you know, right around that nice mediocrity. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to look at it. So let's dive into the, the draft. This is going to be a tough one. This, uh, the draft is always tough. This is where you could be a real hero in go get my lunch. And I will get us going here. And something that Josh Norris uh, from the Underdog Network, when he was on our show a couple of weeks ago, really stuck with me. Um, when it's your team, like with Josh, he grew up a Panthers fan. You just, you're naturally follow closer, you have a better chance of getting it right. So I'm going to start with the team that has two first round picks in the top 10. In fact, they have four picks in the top 38. It is the Jets. Here's what I got. Hit it again. Hit me that sting again. Bang me with the sting, Ricky. I believe there's some smokes, some smokescreen work going on here with the Jets at number four. I think there are too many quality receivers in this draft to pick one in the top five. I'd wager to guess they like their D-line a little bit more than people realize with Carl Lawson coming back. um, They have more draft capital in the second round and some people that know defensive line in that building. uh, So they could find a complement there. Um, What they really need is a dog in the secondary. A guy with star potential who will allow the other Mm. complementary players to fall into that place. So Sauce Gardner. I think he's the safest pick in the top 10. Everybody loves him. QBs didn't go near him at Cincinnati. So if you have a young impact starter in the secondary, that could be the the key to unlock Salas' defense in year two. He comes off the board. This is what the prop is to the Jets in the top 10. And the only thing stopping me from getting real aggressive is the uncertainty and secrecy around Mekhi Becton. Uh, If he's eating himself out of the league and they're, They're really out on him. I would not be surprised at all to see them take an offensive lineman at the top of the draft, which would then change, I think, some things. But a trade-up to get Sauce would still be in play. I doubt he's still there at 10 when the Jets' other 10 pick is, but I could see them getting someone at 4 And then maybe trading up to get Sauce unless they take Sauce at four. Anyway, Jets take Sauce Gardner, cornerback, Cincinnati in the top ten.
4: I love the pairing of him and Robert Sala because we already know that Robert Sala maximizes his defensive backfield. He's played since he was a freshman, a thousand plus snaps, never allowed a touchdown. I do wonder if he gets past Houston at number three. But if he does, he feels like a locked-on target for the Jets at number four. I like it. He's also uh, the most confident guy
5: in the draft. He was on NFL Now on Tuesday. They were taping this here. Uh, and the man just, like, oozes. I'm going to be great. You I it. feel like the Jets need a little bit of that. It feels like you couldn't miss on this. Now, he's more of a... Uh, a boundary corner, a press man—you know—that's what you used to value in the NFL. Now you got to ask them to play zone half the time. That's a little different, but I like that. And I'm f- taking you on the sandwich, of course, because anytime you go team name specific, that's just uh, a
4: blanket. Take the take the sandwich. I'll take you too, but I, I could see this. This feels yeah. like something
1: they would absolutely pounce on. I know. I wanted to come in strong. I, I wanted to set the tone for the sandwich Ooh. props in 2022. No, we're not playing soft here. We're not playing soft zone. We're playing press coverage. Greg, you're up. I might be playing some
5: soft zone. I'm going to just be totally <laughs> vanilla. Just like a nice four iron down the middle uh, to set up my next shot. Four iron. Let's go over, four, over six wide receivers in the first round. How about that? So it's got to be over six wide receivers. Uh you know, there's kind of the the big six probably that are talked about the most. Let's hear him, Greg. Where? Uh, OK, uh, here we go. Uh, I, I don't know if it matters what the order uh, would be. I think Jameson Williams is the one. Uh, I would go Chris Olave, two. I think George Pickens winds up sneaking into the back of the first round. You have the two Ohio State receivers, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson at some point. A lot of people like Traylon Burks to go in the first round. I'm not so sure about him, but I think some team will fall in love with him. And then you throw in a Sky Moore, Jahan Dotson, maybe have a chance to sneak in. That's what I need is one of those extra ones to get in over six. And if it lands at six, it's a push. There's no sandwiches. See, I'm just trying to help the NFL out here and what kind of sponsorship opportunities
4: I feel like this podcast could have
5: in the future.
4: I like the push aspect. I'll take you it. I'll just take you any sandwich. But um, you know, I've been working on a project of my own for an episode later this week and. I, I'm in alignment with you on what I think will oh. happen. but You're mocked, Jack. You don't um, have to make it a secret when right. we literally just mentioned oh. the show. You tease it at the top. Yeah. Well, and I, it's a I whole show. To, I you thought want I, people to you know, listen. Could be a, it could be a different project than that. But you're right. It is no, that project. Mock, yeah. yeah, you don't it have that, that project. many projects. I mean, I, I, my problem is I think there's going to be a run. And then you still have teams like Green Bay at the end of the round that are going to have a need. So I think they're going to give you your tipping point, number seven guy, if there's a big enough run. Yep. Okay. So you have six and 32.
5: It's crazy because none of these guys, I think Jamison Williams would be the exception where if he was healthy, he'd be a top 10 type of pick in any draft. But the rest of the guys they're all in the same bucket. And so I'm really fascinated because I think Jeremiah's rankings and some of these draft experts rankings have so much influence. Whereas I got a feeling everyone sees these guys different. There's so many good guys, but they all seem like guys who would normally go off 15 to 30 and you might see them go in any order. A lot of surprises.
1: Um, Interesting. I I'm think, bringing that energy. I think one of those, you're doing great so far. I think one <laughs> well, of those wide receivers. When you have to announce it, though, that's problematic. Don't stop me. One or of we, those we wide can't. receivers typically falls out and is picked very early day two. I think that's what happens here. I'll take you on it. Okay. And it's an interesting wide receiver class. It's a great wide receiver class, they say, or very good or very deep. Elijah Moore, who went 34 last year, we've heard that he would have been top 15 this year. Mm. So that means maybe the talent level, isn't maybe as high, and some teams will be see these some of these guys as more second round pick. It's material. an argument to
5: wait because I think that second round of receivers looks pretty good
4: too. All right, you're up next, Mark Sessler. All right, this may be a sneak peek into uh, or this song. There you go. I appreciate that. That was a little more bells and whistles to that.
1: Well, that was, that wish was a could little build up. Remember it's Mark. It was Mark Sessler mock draft season right. coming up. On Wednesday, on the Around the NFL schedule, we're building up that hype.
4: This could be a window into what I'm thinking, but um, Mm. I feel strongly about this. That's why I'm making it a sandwich prop, naturally. I don't know why I need to clarify that. But the New Orleans Saints, (laughs) who have done a lot of maneuvering to get two first-round picks, will ultimately make three first-round picks in round one. Obviously in round one. Spicy
1: onion. That is ridiculous. This is why
4: I have the lowest winning percentage because right out of the gate just swinging
1: for the fences it could be a massive strikeout. How up. does it happen? How do you see it in your in your mind, your beautiful mind, Mark?
4: That will be re- that will be revealed during the mock draft Ooh, nice special. cuz they already they to already um, they have two sent a future one for, well, to get this, this is one. Th- I think I think when you
5: see what happens you could see that they could maybe make some maneuverings. It's an interesting thought and I do um I do have some guesses that Mark might have like a Saints whisper over there at the Saints Twitter podcast, like giving him this like uh, little tips and things like that. But it's an interesting thought into the mind of what the Saints could be thinking, because I got a feeling like everyone's back this year. It's like Dennis Allen. It's the same GM. It's the same team. And I, I do wonder if this group is a little worried that if they don't go to the playoffs, that they could change everything next year. So it's Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis, all these guys being like, keep us all employed. Let's keep us together. Let's win some games right now. I'll I take you on it. the prop.
1: Yeah, I have to take you. Absolutely. It. <laughs> um, Sorry. I think if, if Mickey Loomis, after already pulling off a big blockbuster draft trade with the Eagles, now pulls off another one on draft night, maybe we finally could put together your... Th- Put to bed your theory that Mickey Lewis is spread too thin between the Pelicans. I
4: says. mean, that's a that's a theory that is that has some dust on it at this point. I mean, they've they had gone on to succeed in many ways since then. That was I when mean, they the had the
5: Pelicans those, are taking the NBA by storm well, right not now. They're, not, they're tied with the one you know, seed. I get it? Without NBA their insider, best player, I'm
4: not like I'm not concerned about the Pelican side of it. It's the it was when What the, are your thoughts on the
1: Devin Booker injury and how that is affected traumatic, the, the Suns? Traumatic.
4: He's right. Well, no, actually,
1: it, I, yeah, right. I, I listen to, to a closely. ton of he's NBA right. radio and I've heard all about that.
5: And it just it's has been the Crippling. To, They're, like crippling. They're doing
1: a good job over there at the Pel- Pelicans. It was a crazy I call crowd. I call Greg, Greg Roundball Rock Rosenthal because he loves <laughs> basketball so much now. Suddenly. Just,
4: My, uh, when I killed Loomis, it was when they had those <laughs> back-to-back-to-back seven and nine seasons where he did feel like he was floating into the abyss and overwhelmed with too, man- too much on his right. plate.
5: I like that the Saints do things differently. They keep it interesting on day one, and so I'm looking forward to them drafting some like stiff defensive end no one's ever heard of with one
1: of well, the that Well, would, that would be annoying. Round two. Let's go. We're flying. <laughs> you mentioned the wide receivers. I got one for you, Greggy. I'm liking the Chiefs trading up for one of these big wideouts. Okay. I like Jamison Williams here. He has similar traits to Tyreek Hill. Nobody's Tyreek Hill, but he has a very high ceiling, even coming off the knee injury. Uh, he's pro- he produced at a big t- time college program. If rehab goes to plan, he's a difference maker right away. They need that. Even if it's not September and October, we'll see what happens with the rehab. But we, the Chiefs play for January and February. Um, you could easily make this prop about the Packers as well for obvious reasons, but I just sense a little bit more desperation creeping in for Kansas City, which has seen its dynasty, dynasty plans stall a bit here, coming off an offensive meltdown um, for the ages in the AFC title game. And then you go and trade your most explosive weapon, the greatest playmaker of his generation. So that doesn't seem to, to buy into the idea of we need to get better on offense. So they do. They go and get aggressive and go trade up, give up assets to find an heir apparent Uh, to Hill with all pro upside. Williams is my pick, but I'll cover my nards here. Please do. I always do. Everyone is going to say we're at a
4: workplace. So that would be Mark
1: doesn't necessarily.
5: I mean, he does with his pants, but after that,
1: right. It's How would anyone's, you know? it's any. We just, we know. I'm going to cover my nards on this one. Keep it open-ended. Chiefs trade up in the first round to land their Tyreek Hill replacement.
5: Okay. I thought you were going to go for a specific name. No, I covered just, my nards, as the, I stated. Because that would Seven, have been the, two uh, onion hangers.
6: these onions. You'll like them. they real sweet onions. In a row.
5: And I like the thought, because they have 29 and 30. And, and I think... When you have two picks together, when you have two picks in the first round, but especially together, that's what Bill Belichick is always looking for, two picks that are close. It's usually in round two, three, but he wants those picks that are close because then you can move up, you can move down, you can be trader. And we've seen the Chiefs... You want to be nimble on the draft board. Be like that. Trade up, trade down, move all around. Uh, Mark, you want to be nimble on the draft board. Your thoughts? I just don't think... A corporate phrase that is slightly tired. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't think um, they need to for a wide receiver. Just because I think... Uh, a George Pickens could be there. Uh, a Jahan Dotson could be there. Some really great options. And so I'll just take you up on it. But I, the thinking makes sense to me, and, and you might hit this one.
1: See, I, to your point. It was an onion hanger that you could get right. All right, good. Thank you. I think what you're saying is is right that they could hang back a little bit. But, again, I think there's some urgency in that building because they didn't It kind of got to the point where they're like, all right, we have to make this hill move. We think uh, it just makes us better in the long term. But at the same time, the window is still open here to win Super Bowls. And I think that's going to inform some aggressiveness.
5: The only reason I I push back is, is this team needs a lot. I believe. I think they need starters, and they might look at those two picks and think we can get two starters. We really need to replenish and get some core young pieces
4: on defense too. I, I I'm kind of with you. They could stay home. I liked you the word you used urgency more than what you said previously desperation because they don't strike me as desperate. But Tyreek Hill felt like move A, and there's probably a move B beyond their free agent signings of Juju X Y and Z. It's like I I think they if they really favor someone if they find someone to be a total fit they 're in a great place to trade up uh, I'll take you on it I would be surprised if they do because there's so many valuable wide receivers that could grab that could fall to them where they are at 29 and 30. although I guess if
5: uh, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth if I if I end up being right and seven receivers go the the top ones there'll be a run early and maybe they they have one they'll they really have the their, have they right. really right. have their make eye a move on. here it's possible all right I'll go next Dan I got to admit you said you wanted to bring the energy you wanted um, onion <laughs> hangers, desperate. and now this one. I think I'm going to throw it away because it doesn't feel. It felt too cute. It was uh, more. It was more Georgia players in the top 50 than quarterbacks drafted, which is fun. But I think that's almost too safe. If you really look at the numbers, I was just trying to confu- you know muddy the waters with you guys. So instead, let's fall off your chair. Let's do another Georgia prop, and let's just keep it simple. Tr- Trayvon Walker is not the number one overall pick. I okay. just want to. I just want to keep it simple. Let's go, go to the big stories. And right now in Vegas, he's become a, a decently sized favorite to be the number one pick. It's been fascinating see to see doing how this here, by the way,
1: What we've le- one thing we have learned. This is a hard game, but whenever you could take the field, always take the
5: field. Sure, right. are you are taking the field. I am taking the field, yeah. uh, but also usually the, the number one overall pick favorite to be drafted, it's it keeps happening. Like, generally, they're on to something, and the mocks have really moved towards Walker, and now Vegas has moved to Walker, too. And so I'm just
4: going to root for a little bit of surprise and say he's not the one pick. I mean, so it sounds like there's Trent Balky who wants Walker, and the owner, Chad Khan, but some, per some reports, is more in the Aiden Hutchinson camp. And so there's different camps, which is so Jaguars to be
1: two days away from the draft. I would would take the owner in any type of. uh,
4: I'll take you on it because I kind of agree with that. um, But I just think that they're divided and they maybe haven't decided yet. But I think it's spicy. It feels like Trayvon Walker in the last like in all the recent mocks, he's going one, one, one for certain people. Right. So that's I'm trying to push against that. Although I did
5: notice, I got to admit as uh, which maybe put this over the top. uh, Bucky Brooks didn't have him number one. And Bucky Brooks does get a paycheck from the Jaguar, So I was just like, oh, maybe
4: that's a little something. I don't know if that means anything. He- I mean, he. Interesting. Well, like we do have up. Maurice Jones Drew coming in. And he has yeah. Trayvon Walker, number one. And he also has birds inside the building. Lots yeah, of them. flocks. of them. True. He was on top of some Jaguars related. Uh, He's
5: Urban got flotsam, Meyer news. flocks of Jetsam. Flocks of birds.
1: And flocks and, of birds. Yeah. Flotsam Jetsam. Flotsam Jetsam of is not so helpful if you're a.
5: You know what? But if you could find this one uh, about the Georgia players over the quarterbacks in the top 50, I, that's good.
1: If know. MJD has Trayvon going... He does. I'm going with MJD. So I'll take you up on it. Yeah. I'm trying, all to, right.
5: trying to go for the underdog. Yeah.
1: All right. How about uh, Mark? Go. All right. Uh, neither
4: Debo Samuel... Man, if
5: only I could have done a sandwich on a sound drop, stopping Mark Cold in the middle of
1: speaking. In every episode. Take every over one and a half. We're oh. already over. In every episode already of, already the, of this production. You know, this is, um, it is a production, Mark. Right. So now that we're 1,400 shows in, maybe when you hear it, just react to it, let it play out, then continue.
4: If we do a third prop, I'm not going to speak until, and then it will not play because.
5: Or you could just keep talking over it. I think that's
4: fine too. It's natural if
5: you're. It's mi- fine. If you're it's more like I, you're mid-sentence. You know
1: what gets me a little not u- upset nature. is when Mark, I, I could tell, throws off his train of thought. Yeah. And just like it puts me in a tough spot because it's like we want to produce the best show, but also we don't want to lose Mark's focus. And,
5: and then he sends those eyes back <laughs> oh, oh, towards
1: the towards Ricky back well, there. Well, it's like,
4: why
5: did I leave those, my home? Those today?
1: beautiful, well, it's just blue
7: green eyes. Every time we hit. The sound drop, right? You know Everybody's what I mean? getting it. Everybody's getting it. And Greg and Dan keep saying, "Like here it is," and then you right. get got really <laughs> upset. Dead. Yeah, it's it wasn't personal.
4: It's I don't feel like I've gotten very upset. In fact, I complimented <laughs> the sound drop the first time. as uh, right. having more I bells think we're and we're whistles. We're picking up
1: on the same kind of energy emanating out of the chair, though, as the segment goes along. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Would you like me to proceed with this second sandwich prop? All right, go ahead. All right, neither Debo Samuel. Uh-oh. See that's that's what happens. <laughs> that, well, now that, you're not playing. That's, Whoever you're is. That's fuckery. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was. Dan. I saw Dan like he wagged at Erica, and then Erica pressed the button. I see how it works. After 1400, though, you then gotta. Greg talks.
5: You gotta like let him have his fun. This then Greg is what talks gets him
4: a, awake in the morning. You know, this is all what all right. Keep Dan going. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Mark. Neither Debo Samuel or AJ Brown are traded during the beginning to start wire to wire element of the draft.
1: Neither but, are traded,
4: but DK Metcalf is. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. I saw Greg thinking not spicy enough. It's like yeah. it got spicier. It at the was. End there. It wasn't
1: spicy enough. Yeah, at I'll all. take you on that. That's good. That's a good prop. It's uh, your onions are hanging. Your Nards are uncovered, and I will uh, take you up on that. They are covered. Where's okay. it going?
5: Save it. I will save it. Mm. I will take you up Teas. on it, and I would be. Uh, <laughs> I would just be ashamed. Uh, if I was a Seahawks fan and this happened. I hope this doesn't happen. I don't like the idea of it, but there, it it does feel like they're so open to it, which is really crazy
1: to me. Why are they so open to it? What if, Greg, what if um, you were invited to a dinner with me on Wednesday that Mark and I weren't invited to? What if the trade goes down during that dinner and me and a big Seahawks fan is so upset that the entire dinner, which Mark and I won't be at, I mean, uh, who we'll says be... you?
5: I mean, who knows? Maybe you can be at it. Uh, I know. Mean, we we I don't need a pity. Well, it's too late now. Yeah, it's way too yeah. late. Hi. Hey, we're You here. made it sound like yeah. it's some like private dinner. There's many, many people going. You oh, know. there are many people going. Sure.
4: Well, not Mark and Dan, but many no. others. Is Erica going?
7: No, I didn't get the invite either. No. But I think the three of us, we're going to dinner. We're, we've got something big. Oh, planned.
4: we have got a huge dinner oh. planned.
7: I've been in talks with some promoters, um, and we've we've got red rope access I, to a to a couple of places tomorrow I mean ropes.
5: I I have learned over the years Dan only accepts full commitment every night every dinner every event um, now I think it was, you know we doubled up at the uh, your birthday party the other day. Don't I, bring my birthday. I went this. there. It's a pool session. <laughs> then I brought the kid back and then comes back up. That's not enough. We got to get so, Wednesday well,
1: too. That is a bit of a insight into maybe your plans from the weekend, which are very nice, and I had a great time with everybody. But are you doing that because you were guilty about Wednesday's dinner? In Vegas. <laughs> no. Is that why you doubled up? No. Down? You're the no, one that brought that up. It was yeah. more
5: I was planning the second portion, and then uh, our house was flaming down uh, between the children, and it was it was a great option. Let's do, what a night. Let's what a day. Do, let's role play, play. Mark, you and I, okay? Sure. This is uh, ridiculous.
1: Let's get a phone call. We can put that in post. Uh, you're Mina Kimes. I'm Dan Hatties. Who, who, oh, who, who would have a phone I'm call? Who would have a phone call? I'm
4: Mina calling Greg. Y- yes. Inviting Greg to the dinner. Yes. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Hello? Hey, Greg, it's Mina. Oh, hey, Mina. What's up? Oh, it's so good to hear from you. Oh,
4: I mean, I, you know, I've been, I want to call you all the time, but I don't want to bug you. But anyways, <laughs> um, draft week, we're all going to Vegas. Vegas, baby. And there is uh, an elite group of, uh, I'm gathering an elite group of, of NFL analysts to gather for, for a supper
1: together in the city of sin. Would you like to join me? Oh, uh, well, well, of course. Well, what, this is how I wanted it to play out. One issue is, you know, the guys that are there and Ricky and you know, we, pl- we have plans, maybe. I don't know. Uh,
4: I, so it's you were one of the last people that I invited, and there was only a couple slots. There isn't enough room, seats for Dan and
1: uh, the, guy, uh, the guy and Erica. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. Because I, I definitely want them to join us. Greg, this is like a super
4: important dinner. <laughs> you don't want to not be at this.
1: Is it? All right. Screw those guys. I'll see you Wednesday. Click. Just was looking for you to say like, oh, you yeah, know, maybe the the guys. This it's a
5: I would call it a Nate Tice dinner if you're gonna throw Ooh, someone tice under the under bus. street. Bus. Right right they there making plans a month ago. You think you're making plans a month ago? Who knows? I mean, you're not thinking about it all this through. All right. Are we hurt or are we okay, Mark? We- I don't feel anything. Right. Dan's hurt. Mark doesn't I'm a little hurt My Mark doesn't are a little hurt. Mark doesn't want more time with me or <laughs> no it's not general. that I just I
7: like, I'm the most hurt. I thought the, the four of us would
5: oh right. really from that angle This week
7: together yeah,
4: yeah that's true. We'll get to that. That's the more hurtable angle.
5: we can, right. we, can, we, have, we can spend time together tonight, Erica on the uh, Jessel, Nick and Rosenthal Vanity <laughs> project. I'll see your beautiful face on the screen
1: if you if you, if he's getting paid for it, he'll hang out
7: with you. <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> All right, who's up? am I up? All right one more. One more each. All right, here we go. Let's talk about the Bills' defense. Let's talk about how their season ended. Hmm. When I think about what the Bills need, I think about this.
2: Can't believe that the defense f- got beaten up like that. This, like his to hill. To they Hill. going a chance.
1: And they call timeout quickly. And this. Down the
8: middle. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a 48-yard attempt that's what it'll be
1: and most of all this
8: looking to the end zone for the win he caught it
1: ball game chiefs to the championship game
8: this is just unfathomable the bills had won this game it was over
1: get out of here with your running back to the bills hype this team is too smart not to see why they didn't win the super bowl last year was it because the offense wasn't explosive enough. It because they are missing a couple guys that could make those plays that would get out of the divisional playoffs with a win. That's what keeps Sean McDermott up at night. That's what keeps Brandon Bean up at night. They have built this organization so well that it would surprise me if they came out of this and said, with our top draft asset, we're going to go get a running back to compliment Josh Allen and this loaded offense. They're going to continue to build out that defense no running back to the Bills, they'll take a defensive player. Hmm.
4: Uh, I'll take you because I think it's 50-50. I, when so many people are mocking running back to the Bills, part of me is like there is information behind that. It sure. doesn't mean that's what they're decided on. Not with everyone, but with some of them, there's, there seems to be like intelligence rooted there. And so uh, I put it at 50-50, but for the sake of the game, I'll take you. Hmm. Yeah,
5: I, I put it at 50 too because only because offensive linemen um, could be taken and you'd lose this prop, right? It doesn't have to, you know, if they take an offensive lineman, which I think is absolutely a big time need for them uh, and could be an option there at at 24, uh, probably wouldn't take Linderbaum the center, but there there could be a few different players available that they would like. I could see it, but I think it's about 50-50. I am with you that they need... Defense, I, I kind of do think they're going to take defense. I guess they won't take you on it. Ooh, <laughs> I guess they won't. Okay. And I would give it like 53-47.
1: Yeah, they're picking 25th, 57th in the second round, 89th in the third round. I, I'm not saying they, w- you know, it would make sense maybe in the second round take a running back or a lineman, but I think they will. They could even do some business. They could trade and right. acquire more picks. That would make sense as well. They're just, they're run so well right now that I think what whatever they end up doing, uh, it it will be a defensive player that comes off.
5: Right. I'm trying to think where is the de- draft deep? Where are there going to be some really exciting players available? I feel like there's going to be some really good players in the secondary. Could even be a safety. I know they have two great safeties, but they're both in the final year of their contract. So I'm not going to take you.
1: All right. Now, All right. Greg, I'm going to tee yours up. Yours is so special. <laughs> Time now for Greg's final prop presented by Upwork, where you could build the team <laughs> oh, that will build gets your the business. Learn more at Upwork.com. It better be good because it got right. the Upwork seal of approval. This one is worthy of Upwork. It's a two-part. By the way, people should know that Greg, when he heard that sting, he pumped his arm. He got more <laughs> excited for what was to come. There's the difference.
5: I am making uh, a first here. The first ever two-part sandwich. Maybe that's not a first, actually. We've probably done something like this. But the first part of it is that Desmond Ritter... Uh, who's Spice Rack, who's going to be on the show shortly, uh, or rather on Wednesday, is not a fan of. He's not a fan of, but I am. And I think he's going to go in the first round. That's the first part. But the second part of it is putting the player to the team exactly. And I'm going to say he's going to die. The Tennessee Titans, because that's gonna annoy all of Titans Twitter. <laughs> Justin, speak to me about how mad you'll Ritter's be when be they take so Desmond mad. Ritter I mean, and I get a
6: boatload of sandwiches. Grave digger's gonna be so mad. So I wouldn't be mad per se. <laughs> I think the Titans. <laughs> just thing- play into it, Grave. All right, I don't no, like no, Desmond. I wanna, Ritter. I wanna hear your thoughts. real
5: thoughts. No. no
6: um I personally just like watching Football. I'm not the biggest fan of Desmond Ritter as a quarterback. I hear he's a terrific person and a, a great kid, so I don't want to speak ill of him. But I, I don't love the way he throws a football. So it's a I, wonky. Think, I think the Titans could take a quarterback. They've been in every pro day quarterback pro day. They've had visits with them. They brought Malik Willis for a top 30. Like they are doing their homework on the quarterback. So it's definitely in play. And there's a big segment of Titans Twitter that likes Desmond Ritter and thinks he will be the pick at 26. I don't love it. I would. I think there's better ways to go and maximize this tiny window you have with Tannehill and Henry before they're too old to be effective. But hmm. I, it's possible.
1: This is um, this was my other uh, route I was going to go down, and I think I think there's too much smoke around the QB position. In Nashville, I think they're not in a panic mode, obviously, here. Because they like Tannehill. You know they do. He's been really steady for them. Solid, very good, and durable for several years now. But he's also entering his age 34 season. Uh, he's got two years left How on did his team. he get deal. So old? He's coming off a grizzly playoff performance against the Bengals, obviously. And I, I'd guess that the Bengals brain trust has had more than a few conversations this offseason. When they look at Tannehill and they look at Derrick Henry with about 80,000 miles on the odometer at this point. And they say, in this conference right now, is that good enough? And so they're picking 26 overall. This is the right in the zone where some of these quarterbacks might be living, which is a good mm. spot for them. But also, I wonder, they gave up their second-round pick last year for Julio Jones. I wonder if they're also annoyed about that. And they're like, we want that pick back, and we are going to trade back, get a second-round pick. Um, maybe have two second round picks, maybe a back of the first round pick, and that's why I was going to say they take a quarterback in the first eighty nine picks. They're picking ninetieth in the sure. third round, so they they do some draft draft moving and maneuvering, and but one of their uh, they take a quarterback fairly early in the draft. I, I'd almost be surprised if they didn't
4: take one in the top eighty nine. You said right, I could see that. Um, in terms of Ritter. In the first round, they're at 26. The one Daniel Jeremiah has linked, not, not like it, it, he's heard over and over that Ritter could be linked to the Saints, who are at 16 and 19. So I wonder if he even lasts that long, because mm. Ritter is someone that in the last couple of weeks, it's like all these teams love him. Like you said, Gravejigger, they love the person. They think he's kind of fits the mold on that front. He has, you know, the it's the accuracy business, like when he misses, he misses real hard on throws. But if you go deeper into some of his metrics and some people have done the work on this, like he actually isn't that his accuracy issues aren't, don't stand out that much from the other quarterbacks in this draft. So if someone falls in love with him, bang! I kind of reminds it's me Saints. of Ryan
6: Tannehill. I guess that would be my question. He compared himself to Ryan Tannehill at the combine. They said, "What quarterback do you think you're wow. most like?"
5: He, well, it's, <laughs> I would say big. You know, he's a tall dude. He's not as thick as Tannehill, but similar athletic ability. Throws a really nice ball up the seam, just like Tannehill. Big, you know, big tall guy. Uh, I could kind of see it, and maybe that's a reason not to. Take any of these quarterbacks if you're the Titans? Are any of them going to be that huge of an upgrade in a good scenario? Because I kind of like Ritter, but I see him as probably a Tannehill in a, in the right scenario. Maybe he's a little more advanced mentally than Tannehill was coming out of college. But Tannehill Tannehill got there right. Eventually.
6: Like, how long does it take before a quarterback you draft this year is giving you more than what Tannehill right. gives so that's, you?
5: It's a reason not to take it. But remember, this is a two parter, so you have to pick the sandwich on whether he goes first round,
4: and you have to pick the sandwich on whether he goes to the Titans. Can I
5: take t- uh, t- no, I I t- two t- sandwich
1: problem? It's two
4: right. sandwich I'm problems. I'm taking you on the first round. I mean, I, I agree with you on the first round, so I will not take you, but okay. I will take you on the landing spot. That would be what? I give him half a sandwich or something? He just, there's
5: two. It's two parter, you know? I
1: don't know. I'll take... Uh, he's not going to the first round, but he's going to the Titans. <laughs>
2: well,
5: that's, so we, well, then I would be still be wrong because I'm saying they would take him in
2: the yeah, first no, round. No, other
1: way around. He'll go in the first round, but not to the Titans. That's okay. what I'm doing, too. Yeah. Okay. And um, Greg, you made the point like how did he get so old? He was one of those guys. He came into the league at 24, so you would think he seems like he should be 32. Little like Kenny Pickett.
5: No. Kenny Pickett's only one year older than Sam Darnold. Every year there's some draft stat about a quarterback versus Sam Darnold, and that's it. If Pickett got drafted to the Panthers, he's only a year older than Darnold, who's been in the league for 17 years.
1: The question is, will you be annoyed, Graver, if if they do end up taking the quarterback? that that will kind of be a major subplot of the summer. Give me Sam Howell. I'm in okay. on Sam Howell. Okay. Sam Howell. Yeah, All right. He's the guy. Interesting. I'll have to do some research on that. That was uh, Greg's Double Banger presented by Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at Upwork.com. Finally, and we got warming up in the bullpen, Maurice Jones-Drew talking draft. Mark, take us home with the 2022 sandwich props.
4: All right. This is just something that... um. Why did I do that again? Wait. And there you go. I don't understand how this show works, obviously. Uh, <laughs> this is just something that came to me in the middle of the night. Um, now, this is not a player necessarily or a human being in Las Vegas. It's right. you, know, you only bring how many players to Las
1: Vegas. But you know what's going to happen? We're going to get tweets and things of that nature. You guys are being mean to Mark. But again, it's more the it's it's the drop that we're trying to struggle because we're all moving with the drop, but you're struggling. Well, let with me the drop. be clear. Like yes. I'm
4: blaming myself. Like I, sh- there was so like we went through an instructional on the last round about. Right. <laughs> I should have absolutely known what was going to happen
1: there, so all it's right. not your fault. No, all right. Now I'm sorry to interrupt. We're going to reset, and Mark will give us his final <laughs> prop. Well, look at that, Steely Focus,
4: a draftable place. <laughs> will go missing during the draft. Oh, I like it. Closing strong. So it's not, I'm not talking about it. it. doesn't have to be one of the people that are in Las Vegas, although you'd think that might be a better place to go missing. Um, all the players that are draftable around the country, someone's going to go missing. And they will not be, they will be drafted. Anyone that's draft eligible? We're not talking
7: like abduction here, right? We don't,
4: we, I, I, in my heart of hearts, I think it has a happy ending. But I just think that
1: during the draft process, it's mysterious. The player is. Well, how does it work with, I don't know, is there an actual pool of I don't know, 500 or something? Or is it anyone that had played college? Like, how does the draft? No, there's a clear list I mean, of it would draftable players. to be players.
5: someone that was newsworthy enough that it became a story and we learned about it. So that would indicate uh, a person that's going to get drafted. Uh, right. If, if some guy who had, like, six catches at Sam Houston State, you can't locate him, uh, right. th- 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 no one's going to know about it. Like, so. if some
1: guy at Rockland Community College went down to Tijuana... Well, like he played college ball count. and he right. but if no, if we were If nobody knows about out. it, I will not right. win the sandwich prop. If okay. no, if no human well, learned about it.
5: I mean, I don't like the idea that most of Mark's sandwiches um, props are generally something you could make like a Netflix three-part documentary about. <laughs> well, uh, that's Greg, there is not,
4: f- not everything in the world is, you know, roses and strawberry ice cream. No, right? so, we, you know.
5: we can root for people to get abducted on the biggest weekend of their lives. That's great.
1: But it's not just abduction. It's basically going off the rails. It's something. It mystical. becomes a news oh, yeah, item
5: yeah, where yeah, we would all like, know mental about mental health breakdown, mental <laughs> no, health I'm breakdown. Not, no, Craig, like, I'm what not about Mark?
7: Where they like <laughs> they went to Bill Belichick's you know draft room and it was his dog. Is that? missing like is, that clip was going around crazy no no it's no, like, no. Oh, and this is like a, like
4: I, again i think the person will be located at some point in a in a fine fashion <laughs> it's, it's okay. good but you
1: asked that question
4: though it's a they, news it would be a news item you gotta, clarify person, gotta clarify that uh, not a dog in bill belichick's house a person is they go okay. missing and the, i'll take at some point
5: someone it's probably in rapaport at nfl network sure right. is reporting that they can't find Uh, third-round guard. Right. Exactly. Like Ian puts
1: on his serious voice, like with the uh, gas mask bong. Right. From a couple years back. He's like, a really upsetting development here. And and Mark's like, I got his fingers crossed. He's like, come on, somebody be missing. Somebody be missing. Well, I want to win. You would win win big. That would be one of those home run Mm. shots out of the park. This is is the 540-foot three-run blast. I love it.
5: Yeah. (laughs) That's good. We'll take you on it. I don't like it, though. I feel like we're all hanging
1: too much onions. Well, that's what makes it fun. Let's take a break. And the great MJD will join us.
0: Hey, guys. Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
8: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It be That's my, day, my bro. Day, bro.
0: <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable five G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com/now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
1: All right, here we are, joined by the greatest jaguar of all time, a longtime colleague now. We're talking we're getting almost we're double inching. digits. Into the dec- the decade territory. And uh, one of the draft analysts for NFL Network, I'm referring, of course, to Blake Bortles. No, I'm referring to Maurice <laughs> Jones-Drew, MJD. What's up, buddy? Welcome for the first time to the Around the NFL podcast.
8: Whoa. Yeah, that's no, the first. You know, first of all, I appreciate the um, You're expensive. introduction. You're uh, expensive. You're I, I guess, expensive. I guess you could say that. But you didn't say the, the, the best number 60th pick ever. In the NFL draft and during draft week too. Who is the competition? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, they, I like no one that close. you just
5: took the greatest jaguar of all time, and you're like, yeah,
8: yeah. That, I mean, got to do that. That's easy. I mean, when i the
4: work. 60th thing, you know that no one's going to actually sit around and do the research. So you just, you just that fly He's, that out there. Right? Your title. Just throw that,
8: it out there. Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to have them put it on my tombstone as when they come up, <laughs> the best number 60 draft pick ever in the NFL draft. I mean, ever. Tony Baselli's going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, but I mean, Jaguars. he went to the other school, so I mean. And that kind of knocks him down a little bit. Okay. Do we uh, real some before
1: we get to your mock draft and where you stand on on this draft. I'm curious where you stand on the Jags. Um, how do you feel about Trevor Lawrence? By the way, do you think when everything was said and done last year, the fact that he played every week, he took that beating, had all the dysfunction behind the scenes and still, you know, did not do a ton of talking in the media, just grunt To me, I was impressed by it. How did you come out of the season for him?
8: I always think when you have a rookie quarterback, you have to do as much around him as possible. Right. Uh, Jags didn't do that. You know, and then on top of that, they were tearing him down as they went. Right. So the fact that you don't play James Robinson because he fumbles one time or you bench him for it. Like it was just so many things. And so I, I do see it as a positive, but we have to move past that now. Now it's like we've gotten you some weapons. It's time to see what you can do because we need to be able to, to really figure out if you're the guy or not, right? So many times we try to give these quarterbacks like, i.e., Daniel Jones, every chance to get. I mean, he's the
5: number one overall pick in the draft and one of the best prospects of the last five years. They're giving him a few years. They're giving him three years right. minimum. Right, but,
8: but that's what I'm saying. You have to give him the chance. You have to give him the pieces, and then we can we can evaluate you. Uh, there's a lot of times number one picks don't work out. It happens all the time. It's, a, it's the draft, right? So in this situation, you just say, look, That year's a wash. I love the fact they went out and got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. They went and got Evan Ingram. They're putting guys around You got a coach. That coach played the position in the National Football League. Peterson. Yeah, won all those things. You're you're doing all that. Let's not worry. Defense will be fine. Let's put everything around him so we can evaluate him so we can move forward. Because as we all know, you need a quarterback in the National Football League uh, to contend. Right? Your quarterback has to be able to, to if you have a bad play call to be able to either have the athleticism to get you to turn it into a decent play or a great play, or have the mental capacity to be able to change the play into a better play more times than none. And that and that's what we're not seeing here a lot with some of these guys. Can
4: I ask you a Part B to that? Like, let's so, you know, it probably was about uh, two weeks into the Urban Meyer experience where certain players on that team are thinking... What the hell is going on here like you've been in you've been on some good teams some bad teams like what happens when you find out the coach is a hurricane of chaos uh what how does what, do people just say i'm protecting my body this is a
8: this is a nightmare well, so i i'll, I'll t- i guess from my perspective um I was there during training camp and I kind of saw the way they were practicing they were practicing hard like it was like one of those old college practices where you're hitting every day, all day. I mean, they had already been fined for doing some drills and OTAs that they weren't supposed to do. So they were in those tough situations. It happened before in Jacksonville. When Jacksonville went to the AFC championship game, they had practiced really hard that summer uh, in training camp, and they kind of bled over into the, the season, and they, they they played well. The key is when you practice like that, you have to have instant success because if you don't have success and we're working this hard, it, it becomes a problem because now – like. I'm getting beat up more in practice than I am the game. And then I'm not seeing the fruits of my labor. And so what happens, you're right. What happens in that situation is guys start to protect themselves. You start seeing little clicks group up in the locker room. Uh, it becomes pretty much like high school. Like, look, this is my guy. I'm going to protect my guy. I'm going to do his best. Receivers are going to start talking to the quarterback. Hey, I'm open. Let me get this rock. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing. You may not be here next year because of how bad you are. So you're kind of playing for self and trying to preserve uh, your future with the, whatever team it may be.
5: 'Cause you were on some good Jags teams. Uh you were on some messy teams too. You were with the Dennis Allen Raiders. Yeah. Uh the, the team that famously uh our friend Chris Wesseling had no faith in those Dennis Allen Raiders back <laughs> in the day. Oh, that,
8: feel strongly are, about that was Dennis listen, Allen. that might have been the most talented team that had ever been on in my like in two thousand seven we were a really good team. We had a great rec- we had really good receivers. Matt Jones kinda showed up and played well, six six guy run four three, old quarterback from Arkansas right. We had uh, Reggie Williams, top of draft pick from Washington, and Ernest Wilford from Virginia. We had some big guys. When we when I got to the Raiders, we had receivers that were 6'3", 215, ran four three forties, catch the ball. I, I just I was like, what's going on? Like, why can't we win with these guys? You had left tackles, and we, I mean, we had a team of guys. Um, sometimes it just it has to click for you, right? Again, the co- I, I work for the Rams. Obviously, we we I don't know if we talked about that. I worked for the Rams when Sean McVay first got to, to L.A. We didn't know if his system was going to work. But the, guess who the first game was against? You guys have a, an idea? It was in the Coliseum. Hmm. First it was, regular season first game? first regular season game. I don't remember. It was against the Colts. You know who the quarterback was? Jacoby Brissett? Scott Tolsey. Oh, oh, that, <laughs> oh, year. <laughs> oh that year. And yep. they put up 45. Now, no matter what happens throughout the rest of the season, your season starts off right because your message is now. Don't tell saying. There you go. You're, That's you're, the your message, <laughs> is, your message is kind of like, okay, it's working, right? Even though we didn't play a really good team, the the message works, right? And so the, the, the Rams go off, and that message has continued to work because they've been successful. Uh, and the biggest thing is whenever you're a new coach, having success as early as possible.
1: Right, and you look at Urban Meyer again as an example, that first game against the Texans, you're like, oh my god, what is happening here? <laughs>
8: yeah. You kicked the kicker during preseason. You can't like, like, you're like. There's so many things that went wrong that you had to get out of that. Is I mean, to be honest, to not fly back with the team was, was like to me was like it was the biggest over then, yeah. right? It's like, it was just, just like just, you lose. Everyone. It was week three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you as the you're the CEO, you're telling everyone what to do, and then you don't get back on the plane with us after a Thursday night
1: game? Well. Listen, you were ahead of we I I hope I'm not talking out of school here, but we watched Sunday Night Football together in the the theater here. And we had a great time getting to know each other. And you were you had given us some of those Meyer nuggets weeks before it had come out. (laughs) You were plugged in. And on that note, we look at your mock draft here. Yeah. You got Trayvon Walker going number one to the Jags. Vegas has Trayvon Walker going to the Jags. They must have been following, following my mock draft. Who now. told you? Did Shad Khan tell you that he's taking Trayvon no, Walker? Just no, be honest. No okay, one's listening. So,
8: so no, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i give you kind of what I've heard at this point. I heard there's three to four guys there. Uh, obviously, the report came out that, you know, Shad Khan wants Hutchinson. Uh, I think Trim Balke, he loves uh, Trayvon Walker. That's kind of why I put him there because at the time, it's just like he has the skill set of what they're trying to build in Jacksonville. He played in that SEC. They won a championship. They want all that pedigree to come to Jacksonville. Very similar to what uh, Mike Mayock did with the Raiders when he was drafting all those right. Clemson guys and Alabama guys. He's trying to bring that to the league. Um, but then the last but not least is, you know, Bucky just put uh, Iki Iguanu at, at the first over pick because Doug Peterson is a, a quarterback and he mm. wants to protect his guy. And so it, it's so whoever's going to run the draft is the one that's going to pick. And I think those are the three the top guys that they're going with. It'd probably be Evan Neal as well And there's the fourth guy if you want to go. But if you're the head coach... And I, and I don't know who has the the power per se. If it's the GM or if it's the head coach, you know how that struggle sure. can be. Um, whoever has that power, there you go. Like that'll tell you what that pick will be.
4: In general, if we were to give you a truth serum, and you would lose consciousness of where you are right now, and we were just to ply you for information, are you with you have birds all over the league? Yeah. Are you sitting on explosive information that would make headlines?
8: I yeah can be possibly. I mean, isn't it a problem, though, that he's
5: talking about the Jaguars? Who me? No, you're talking about the Jaguars, and you're like, "Well, the owner wants this, the GM wants this, the coach might want this." This is the first year of the regime. Like, isn't this already an issue? Isn't this the problem with the Jaguars? I do take special interest in your mock and Bucky's mock, though, because Bucky gets a check from the Jaguars. So I'm
4: like, "Mm, okay.
5: And then you're you're going back there for like Legends Weekend, and you're doing the things. You you have relationships. I have (laughs) relationships. You have relationships.
1: (laughs) Or is it healthy?
4: Because there's a committee. I'm just (laughs) saying it's a little different. Did like
1: a little uh, body language of And walking, yeah, like a legend. Or, uh, your trip to Legends <laughs> yeah, Week.
8: Superman. Uh I, I will say this. I think it's healthy that everyone has a different view. Right. I I'd never have been a fan of yes men or everyone thinking the same way. Because if you make the wrong turn, there's no one there to tell you to go left and you go right, it could be it could be over. And so I love the fact that they have different differences in opinion and you can respectfully uh debate those opinions. It's whoever, but whoever is the person that's gonna have um the control should have that pick, hmm. which I don't. I don't know who that is, and that, I think that's the, that's where we're going to find that out uh, in a couple of days of who has all the control. And there you have it. Hmm. So you want me to say it again for you? If it's Walker, Balky has the control. If it's the tackles. The coach, the coach, yep. and if and if shot wants, the you the owner, if
5: you're an owner though, and then you you don't want it getting out there that you don't have the control. It's a well, it's not no, about unless control. he's deferring to yeah. football
8: people, if which you, you
1: should what, at this point. Right? I, I, I think mean, huh. it's not speaking to dysfunction, but rather we since it hasn't happened yet, we're learning where the power lies. Exactly, starting with the first pick. What else, Greg? What about the running backs? Yeah,
5: I'm curious who who you like uh, out of this class. I know we haven't talked about Brees Hall, Kenny Walker, any of those guys, or, or later round guys. Like who who's caught your eye? I
8: mean, you could easily go on NFL.com slash MJD and go to my, Boom. when I rank their RBs. It's very simple. I know we work for the same company. But this <laughs> is not <laughs> that <laughs> show. Get, this get, this is know. not a read your list okay. We have you know. in I'm the studio. To, I'm just we trying to. Taken, this is why, why right. I like MJD. Right. He always likes to mix it up. It's just one. Um, no, so <laughs> I, obviously, I think Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker are, are, are were the top. Um, James Cook, I think, is really good as well. Is it? You got to remember, in order to be playing the NFL, you have to be a three down back. Right? you got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield, kind of be a mismatch. More of these guys are leaning more towards McCaffrey and his style of play where you can line up Alvin Kamara, wide receiver in the slot, catch the ball. Any of these dudes special, though? Any of these
5: guys, when you watch them, you'd be like, that could be the dude. I that could be
8: the next Maurice Jones-Drew, I don't think
5: the greatest any of 60th that. pick in the NFL uh,
8: draft history. I don't think there's any of those. But um, <laughs> until my son comes out, and that's a couple of years, like eight years away. So we're, we got some time. Eight years. But, um, <laughs> uh, I think Zamir White to me reminds me of Adrian Peterson. Now he Woo! doesn't. They don't talk a lot about him, but his style of play, how he runs, tough, physical, breaks tackles. He doesn't get enough love. Um, Brees Hall, obviously, we saw what he's been able to do. He's all over everywhere. Kenneth Walker as well. Um, and then there's a lot of other just there's some second tier guys that I think are really good. Right there's a running back Brooks out of Oklahoma State. Or no, not Oklahoma say, Oklahoma, excuse me. I know that people will get upset, Ooh, but careful. he's a great runner, has great vision, great feel for the game, sets up his blocks really well. He just doesn't have the burst, Ran like a 4-6. Uh, Ronnie Rivers out of Fresno State, he's from my hometown. Uh, actually, his dad, I coached with his dad in youth football um, last year, and I will this year, uh, can do everything. His dad played in the NFL, played for the Detroit Lions. Um, really good, really I've good. I've noticed, though, you've, you're using your
5: platform as a, as a draft you know, analyst, uh, a media guy no question. to artificially promote the players that you've coached through the high school. And it's like a cycle. Then oh, you'll get oh, more we're players. Gonna, we're going to get there sure. or
1: false.
8: Hold on. We'll get there. Hold artificially, on. that feels uh, oh, like this, an arrow. That's definitely what happens. Why Why? <laughs> why wouldn't I use this huge platform? I'm going to get there in a second. I never coached uh, Ronnie Rivers. I just watched his tape. And okay. I, I think what he does well, he, he, tra- everything, he does everything very well. Not really great, but everything very well, which translates to the National Football League. Right. You could be a third down guy, blocks really well, catches the ball in the backfield. He can run in between the tackles, uh, broke all the records. He was productive at Fresno State, broke all their records, uh, which is nice. Right. Broke his dad's records, which is good. Now you want to talk about a, someone that I coached. OK. OK. So listen, well, all these quarterbacks are coming out in this draft and everyone's all excited about Kenny Pickett. And sure. Malik Willis and all these guys. Well, I, I just got a name for you. Carson Strong. You know, I told people, I said, you know, you know, and he gets some questions in the meetings with coaches like, did Maurice really coach you? <laughs> no question did I really. Co- what did I coach? Am I coach quarterbacks? Like, it's a thing to do. Carson Strong is a phenomenal talent. Now, he has an, a knee issue that a lot of people are, but I think it's fine. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, he stayed, He's a, not a, a mobile guy, which, again, in the National Football League, tell me the last mobile quarterback to win a Super Bowl. <sighs> Russell Wilson, 2012, just to give that to you, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, but who's the last non-mobile quarterback to come into the league
5: and make an impact? And I and I don't mean you have to be like crazy athletic, but I, I'm saying like a at least a Joe Kirk Burrow Cousins? level or Ryan Tannehill level of athleticism. What, what is
8: Joe? But Joe, I mean, okay, Joe that's a nine. That's ten years ago, Kirk Cousins, though. That's
1: Patrick Mahomes can move. By Joe way. Flacco,
8: yeah. I mean, I mean, there's guys that have been in the league and been successful. I'm saying, when was the last one,
5: though, to come in without kind of a baseline of athleticism I'm not, to but, make an so impact? It's guy, been a while. But my
8: guy, is, he's athletic. He can run. He's a, he's a basketball player. It's not that he's just not, like, overly fast. He's not okay. going to just blow you away. hes He can escape out of the pocket five or six yards. He may not get a first down, but that's fine. But the, his what he can do, he can maneuver in the pocket, a great pocket awareness. He can throw from any platform. And he has a strong arm. And this is the other thing. And this is where it gets, it gets crazy. He's a winner before he went to Nevada and no disrespect to Nevada. They weren't doing pretty good. He goes there. They win. They win the Mountain West a couple times. He wins player of the year a couple times. Now the guess what? He left. The coach left. And that tell you something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like the coach is like, oh, we did all we could do here. We're, right. Our guys, we're going to leave too. And so to me, I, I don't know where he would go. I put him in my, in my first mock draft. I put him at 32 to the Lions. Um, uh, because he's And another thing, I think people knock his confidence, his cockiness. He's just a super confident kid, as he should be, right? You're, you, you took a program that was kind of on the brinks of not being very good to being a perennial conference champion uh, in college. That That's big time. I so, would say, you know, so my mock draft is coming out on, t- on tomorrow's uh, episode.
4: Is it? Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. a tremendous amount of research went into that. But I also, I, I think the spice level on yours is hard to match, In the top ten, there's no one else with a mock draft like this out there. I perused. There aren't. Uh, You have Kenny Pickett to Carolina. Boom. Malik Willis to Atlanta, which I kind of love, Pop, by the way. Love that. Desmond Ritter to Seattle. They get in the mix. And that Matt Corral to the Saints. Right. And four the Saints, in the top by the way, ten. All four the top out ten. five picks. It, right. And the Saints give two number ones to the Jets in the middle of that. And also, sure, I would just I'll just say one it. little thing later in your draft. You just dropped this little nugget that the 49ers somehow suddenly pick at number 29 because they traded Debo Samuel to the Chiefs. So there's a lot. Of, I don't know what, what influences you were Great under go. during
8: this, but I enjoy it. I wasn't I wasn't uh our good friend uh Brooks or Sosmo we were talking about it and I was like look I just want to be different I, I want a run at quarterback somewhere in this draft uh, I believe if one is taken in the top 10 it's going to then two taking the top 10 then all of a sudden we know how the leagues get guys get a little nervous and they try to go make a run for it especially if multiple guys go off so we just wanted to do that I think the Saints trading up for Matt Corral uh, with the Jets makes sense right they, they they're looking for a quarterback I feel like they're a quarterback and a receiver away but it's such a deep receiver draft you probably can get one in the second round that can help you out like
4: and they got those two picks to potentially package and move up and that's got to be half of your thinking
8: right you there know? and I think with Ritter with the Seahawks was that all I've been hearing is how great he's been and how he's moving up in this process I don't know where he started I don't know where he, he's going to finish but teams are looking for it if you're Seattle are you going to really win with? Uh, Drew Locke and um, uh, Gino Smith? Like, come on, let's be honest. Uh, we-
1: yes, Greg, yes.
5: I mean, is. I think Gino's an underrated talent. Stop it. Vino do- Smith. Who?
8: Gino. The one that did all All he did was, okay, so what would but he do Well, you're falling into a trap here, but I'm not Yeah, we don't that. need I'm to make, make every, every i Okay, let me Gino. stop. Let me stop. We're not going to talk about Gino. But anyways, I just think that you need more if you want to win. And we know Pete Carroll's about competing, and he doesn't like to lose. And so you still need a quarterback uh, – on your roster to help you win. You're going against the Rams. You're in the Rams division. I mean I like it. Those guys aren't gonna go. Are you um
1: getting loose in Vegas? How are you handling this draft in terms of your personal behavior and decorum?
8: Uh I, I will be working here oh. at the network. <laughs> in LA? I get, yeah, I didn't get to go to Vegas. I don't know why. I'm probably the most more like chill guy here. Well, you're a fun guy, though. You
1: like to go mix no. it up. Like, when we go to London, you know, you find your way well, out. Oh,
8: my gosh. First and foremost, I hope all the people here that are listening from London, I miss you guys so much. <laughs> I hope you guys cheer for me the way they cheered uh, for the round the, the NFL guys. <laughs> that bothered you. It bothered the hell out of me. It really Yeah, did. They, they, well, Dan and I <laughs> were there. They yeah. introduced us. We got this big me. ovation. 80,000 people. Yeah. Oh. MJD did not. And
5: no, that's a Jaguar stronghold, too. So it, that's. Well, you know, and that's
8: the other yeah. problem. The last time I was there with the Jags, they rooted for Josh Scobie. <laughs> this is this is a, this is a deep wound. I'm a, if you want me to go into it, I can go into it, but I will. Forget, I'm going to go into it. They rooted for Josh Scoby, okay? Who was our kicker, right? And they, They're and into they, kickers. This was 2013. General. This was it, it was early. I get it. But then Josh Scobie was the first jersey that my firstborn son wore <laughs> to his first game. Wow! And so now that you know, it, it's it's deep it's just deeper than you guys but you know you guys mm. end up getting bled on from the wound. and they're still so. not giving you that love now no no we still, later, we still we're just a little liking bit of it. some other
5: overrated white guys no no no, us, no, you know? no no. i mean
8: but- you guys got a little bit we still have the show on channel 5 um, the channel 5 monday night show that we do we're With starting money, to get a little, yep. but but you know you know who gets all the love on that show who? kirsten kirsten watson they go. love her it's just me and money so now i'm just sitting next to money so we just
1: gotta we gotta figure out a way to get to up your game in the UK. Well, I think
5: this appearance is a start. I think a right re- we gotta have you on regularly. Yeah. I, I I do want to point out, you know, MJD. There's a lot of ex NFL players that work at NFL Network, but uh, not all of them are as cool as MJD. Not all of them mixes it up with everyone. They mixes it up with us, mixes it up uh, with everyone at the desk. Uh, it is a great guy, but I. Always think of how true. your relationship with Chris Wesley, I don't even know if you know this, if you ever talked about it with him, had a, a maturation, had an arc to it. Maybe Maybe you didn't even know. I remember initially, because MJD, he likes to poke, he likes to poke the bear a little bit. Right. He likes to give people the business a little bit, but that's how he's showing love. And I think early on, I remember West. There was some something happened when you guys were on an NFL Now set, <laughs> and you were poking the bear, and he thought you were like this ex athlete who was like using his the old his, bully job, yeah, MJD. bully jock and like, didn't yeah. respect him, and he and he didn't he didn't take that too kindly. If, if you went at West, you were on his radar. At you that were point. big time on yeah. his radar. But I remember him telling me over the next six months, over that season oh, wow, I was really wrong about MJD. He's a cool guy. You know, he, he, It was this maturation where he realized, you're just one of the guys. Uh, and it was a beautiful thing. Well, you and Ike Taylor were coming at us a little
1: bit, kind of testing us to see if we got to test everybody
8: because yeah. we were working with Sheck, and that was like yeah. the way Sheck Let me, let me tell
1: you my first memory. They had this white couch show on Sundays. The greatest right. show ever. All, All day, you guys. It was a live streaming show. It was Sheck hosting it with MJD and Ike and Elliot Harrison. And then Colleen was like, uh, Vanna White. Colleen was like Vanna White and they would cycle in the around the NFL jabronis in to talk certain games and I remember the season finale in 2015 (laughs) when the Jets had to beat a bad Bills team in Buffalo to make it to the playoffs and Ryan Fitzpatrick threw three Mm -hmm. interceptions. I was sent immediately to the couch and then the entire 10 minute segment was MJD and Ike laughing at me.
8: <laughs> That's how it works. That's pretty much how it works. I've never go. heard that story because I remember. I mean, we didn't laugh at you because you guys were rolling. At Dan Dan <laughs> was never
5: more down uh, to taping around the NFL podcast than he was for that. Week seventeen. That was the only season meaningful game finale. since we've been doing the show. You, for the you Jets. were struggling yeah. to get through the Jets recap that day. They were the story. Well, but now I know it was partly because you beat them down. It was no, a what, bad day.
8: was? I think it was because early that week, if I if I remember correctly, we were kind of doing like pregame things, and I was like, "Which Fitzpatrick is going to show up?" Like <laughs> the wrong Fitzpatrick. The, the wrong up. one shows up every time when you need him to win. So Ooh. it happens. I, I think we might have a special guest. I think you do. I think it's time for me to leave. Is MJD leaving or are we having the special guest come in here? He should stay. No, I think I should go. You should give him a little bit more attention.
5: I don't even know who this person is. All right. When he
8: he comes in, I'm going to walk out. All All right. right. Here we go. Here he
2: comes. Two ships passing
1: MJD. It was a pleasure. Hey, MJD. See you, buddy. Always. Thank you.
3: what's up i'm john wall
8: and
2: i'm cj Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast
8: presented by DraftKings called point game everyone please welcome coach john calipari
3: we're getting beat by 18 my first game in kentucky they're saying cows are You can't coach this is crazy john wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater yep. you remember that, john? that my first game when i ever made remember you said you never see me do that
8: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your
3: podcasts. Hey,
0: now is the time to accelerate innovation. T Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobilecom slash now. View 5G device, coverage, and access details at tmobile.com.
1: And as MJD rolls out, rolling in is the man, <laughs> the myth, the potential legend, Kayvon Thibodeau. Whoa! This is a, a surprise. Who is joining the round. Of, this was not planned. This is one of the Potential top picks in the draft. Maybe the number one pick. And and now he's going to take a seat. Oh, oh I got you. Careful we there. Go. That would be a tough way for it's your draft right. stock to We're fall. We're not going to put that on camera. All right, here we go.
5: These are chairs for, you know, shorter guys like me and MJD.
1: Kayvon, <laughs> what's up? Welcome to Around the NFL. Uh,
9: thank you for having me. It's a blessing. I, I walked by, you know, two or three times, and I was going to, you know, bombard you guys earlier, but, you know, we had some stuff to do. Thanks for joining
5: and, us. You know, we've done surprise. this show since twenty. 20- Thirteen, and I don't think we've ever had someone just walk up and in—at least of your stature here—that we didn't know was planned. You're making history right
9: now. Well, see, so you know the thing about it is, you either make history or you be history. Mm, so there for we me, go. I like doing things a little different. So, what, what have you guys been discussing today?
4: Oh uh, well, you know. Chinese foreign relations, uh, you know, the price of salt. No, the draft nonstop. I mean, that's
1: all we draft talk. Non- Maurice Jones-Drew, the great Jaguar running back turned NFL Network analyst. We just did some talk about running backs and how he thinks there's going to be a quarterback run. Now, Kayvon, where's Kayvon going in the top 10? You
9: tell me. I mean, you know, if I was a GM, I'm going number one. I mean, it, you know, it, it's a no-brainer. But again, I don't call the shots. So for me, now I'm at peace and I'm just waiting. I'm excited. I've been thinking about it. I put on my analyst hat and I'm just trying to see how this is going to shake out. I'm excited. <laughs> you know, people are asking me, and I, uh, you know, they're like, you know, do you know where you're going to go? Do you know where you're going to go? And I have no clue. You know, and it's two days out. You know, a day out. And I, I'm pretty sure no one knows where anybody will go. I no, will mention
4: I th- tomorrow, uh, my mock draft is coming out, and I will tell you where you're going. Okay. You and it, tease should be, it? it should be higher. Uh, I think it's a, it's a little bit disrespectful. Oh, you're caught
1: off guard. If you would have known Kayvon yeah, was coming right. on the you show, would you would have. It, him I would have. I would have. I would have yeah. rewritten some things. See how people act. You
4: know, okay. this is good though. Number four to the New York Jets. They yeah. My have, Jets. They have long That's
1: needed team a mm. presence like you. How would you feel Kayvon, about that? Can I just let me just give you a little more background, Kayvon. Uh-huh. John Abraham, 2006, the last Jets edge rusher or, or real disruptor that could get after a quarterback. We've been waiting now mm. for more than 15 years. I would love if you were on my favorite team.
9: Come on now. It's time. You got to manifest it. That's the thing. I've been realizing it's all about manifesting. It's all about the energy you kind of put into the world. So just keep putting that out there, and hopefully you will
5: Okay, so through. you like that one. Because so, Carl Lawson's coming back, him on one side, mm-hmm. you do on the other, New yeah. York. I mean, you have to, as a player, I feel like it's not talked about a bunch. You must be thinking about, like, well, which place am I going to go live in that's for the, the next five, that, e- four to five years, maybe 10 to 12, like who knows how long, like, so have you thought about the different
9: cities and like man, which I've, ones you would I'm fit sitting, best? Every day I sit on Zillow and I'm like, man, if I, to, <laughs> if I go to New York, I live in a two bedroom apartment. If I go to Detroit, I live in a mansion. I'm like, if I go to Jacksonville, I live in a mansion. So I'm like, just trying to figure so out. Which,
5: no. So kind of, are you thinking more like you'd rather have a place you can spread out a little or you'd rather be in the middle of like a big city? I, I, and, I, I mean, you're from or-
4: you've been in Oregon
5: for I've a while. I've been to
9: so, Oregon. I'm yeah. from LA. I, I love the a big city. I love, you know, um, having something to do. But then again, I also love my family and I love being, you know, in my own space. So for me, I think it'll be finding a happy medium where if I go to a New York team, I'll try to find, you know, some, some space that's not too far. Not A lot not of them live close, in New Jersey. That's what I hear in New Jersey. And when I was there, I saw it. it was, it's nice and spaced out. But the prices, you know, I, I'm, cheap, oh, you'll so. be right. no, I'm cheap. I'm cheap, so I'm going to buy something. I'm going to build it myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? what is I'm like, going to take some construction classes. <laughs> what, is,
1: what is the toughest part? of this process because it is, we'll keep it real here. So like with Kayvon, sometimes it's like this guy is going to be the best player in the draft. Oh, some people say he doesn't have the motor or isn't always into it. Like, isn't that, a, how does it feel to hear so much positive and negative stuff just over and over for a three-month process? Well,
9: The funniest part about it is, you know, I don't know those people who, <laughs> who say these things, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. When you don't know somebody, it kind of, it takes away that, uh, you know, that emotional tie to what someone's saying. But when you just talk about just getting everything ready for you know this moment where you know from family to to the build up to you know working out maintaining everything that you've built upon and kind of having that forward thinking right because this is a big moment but it's not the top of the hill right this is just a, a stepping stone so as long as I kind of keep that forward thinking to know that regardless of what happens you know on Thursday I still got to go put a helmet on and go play
5: right so, but it's, it's also a culmination I mean you're someone yeah. especially as like a, a hugely recruited high school uh, player that the hope was that you were going to get to this point all the way back then so that it is a great night we love to watch the draft and just see everyone's joy because for you it's, it's the end of of such a long process for us. We're just kind of crashing into it. We're dumb when it comes to the draft. Like we're, we're cramming. So I was
9: going to say, I was going to say, I don't yeah. know if they, there needs to be like a draft college. I think there needs to be some <laughs> <Right>. type of, <laughs> we I, were saying,
1: I was going to say, you guys seem dumb. Yeah, no, no we no. are. We are. There <laughs> That's what <should laughs> <be. laughs> he's saying. There should be. Just, Cause we, be we don't regulation. try to
5: pretend. I feel like some in the media try to pretend that they really, we, they, we're like, learning as we go. So for dumb um, or for people catching up, like us cramming, tell us like what makes you like what, what, Separates you. What's the Kavon Thibodeau all about? Aiden Hutchinson. Why is it Kavon time?
9: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't. I just personally, I feel like I'm. You know, I'm going to be one of the greatest to ever play this position and ever play the game, and it's not because of what I've done. Right, and I think that's the misconception. Right, that people think I believe that I'm I should be in this position because of what I've done. No, it's about what I'm gonna do. Mm, You're not wealthy. You're not rich until you do something with the money. You get what I'm saying. So I could get here and make these millions.
5: What's your like skill set though? That that's gonna help you get it done. That you think is gonna translate in the NFL.
9: It's 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 learn and apply. That's the skill set. How many people can learn and apply and how fast can you learn and apply, right? So for me, I've really taken uh, heat to, to being able to to get information and then apply it to my game, so I say that where everything that I need to get better at, everything that I need to work on, everything that you know I'm being coached to do, I can learn it and apply it, and then I can also get those extra, you know, uh, in between the lines things from the vets and everything that could just pour into me, and I'm just gonna keep All I'm sold. I'm sold. I, I would ask I you this, guy in this the Jets.
4: you have uh, you've been ta- making visits. You've talked to coaches around the leagues, GMs. They've been looking deeper at you. You, you, Do you have a sense that there's a pack, a small pack of teams that are the most interested in you? Do you have an agent saying it seems like it could be here or here?
9: Top five. When I tell right. you, like me, the difference between me and you guys will feel it. Like once I leave this, you guys are gonna feel like you know me, and it's not because I'm I, I wanna I wanna be you guys friends, but it's because I'm authentic. But you do I, wanna be our friends. I, I, right? I, I don't. I'm authentic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm authentic in how you know I, I project myself and who I wanna be. So. Like I say, all the coaches (laughs) I've met, everybody I've met, it's genuinely who I am, right? So forget what you've heard. Forget what's being said. Forget the image is framed in here from the horse's mouth. Which one of us would give
4: you the biggest challenge if we were lined up in an athletic competition to try to stop you from getting to a quarterback? I'm
9: going to tell you who. I want to say it's you. Why? Because you have a poker face. They have no poker face. They're here right. chilling. Me, I love somebody who puts it on like they got it all together. Sure.
1: Well, it's top number number one overall pick. Finally, you got exactly. you got the answer you've been looking for all these years. Kayvon, uh, Thibodeau, thank you so much. I, I really do uh, want you to be on the Jets. I hope it works out. That would put you in the top five. That's what you want. So if you don't go number one, which is ideal. Come
9: to come to Florin Park. Oh, no. let's, let's get wild. Let's make set the, the sack call. Record. All these rumors going around. Go start some rumors. Give me in New York. Get me, <laughs> All right, give me in, wherever I'll, you we'll guys want me, just go start some rumors and let's get there. We'll try a deal. Let's try good stuff. All let's right, charge ahead. Tavon,
1: thank you very much, buddy. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you
9: guys. You guys have a good one.
1: Oh, there he goes. Now that was a surprise, Ricky. How did that? Did that really come together as as it was explained? He just walked past the glass, the the fishbowl here, and wanted to jump on. Yeah,
7: he looked and he popped in and he goes, "What are they doing?" And I go, "Go on in, take take a walk." He
4: took a look at our download numbers, obviously, and said, "This is
5: important huge. for my yeah, career." Yeah, he
7: was like, "Oh, yeah. are those the around the NFL guys?" Right. That's, that's what right. Yeah. in our in our
5: heart of hearts, I think we were all hoping for that. That he's like, "Um, oh, you know, Big I saw fan. them. They're with MJD. I'm a huge fan." I guess that's just He doesn't not, want to be friends, but
1: that's friend. a, that's okay. It's honest, though. I love that. Yeah, the that honesty was, was good. Um and you <laughs> know what? Like he is a guy that's a polarizing prospect because people say that he might be arguably the best player in this draft, but then there are some concerns. I have a theory about this. Okay. I I've been seeing this.
5: I I think when he I don't think coaches and scouts like the idea of players who are potentially smarter than them. And like not like smarter like football smart, he just talks about like he's, he's it's super into chess and he's got all these interests and I think there's like this weird thing in the NFL that it's like sometimes they're afraid of people who are just like outwardly like really intelligent because they give off a, a vibe that like football isn't the only thing that's ever mattered to them. And they think that's the only way that you could possibly be great at football. And I don't buy that. I think, I think sometimes when you hear these whispers about like character stuff, it's like, it, it's that it's give It's give me a
1: break. It's Josh Rosen. It's it's I think it isn't cave on the guy that has his own like cryptocurrency that he's launching and all these, a lot of outside ventures. And I believe that, for some of these teams, that's seen as oh, this guy's not all about the game. But be careful with that because it might be just somebody that has a lot of different interests. You can,
5: you can have you can you can be two things.
1: <laughs> you absolutely. And you know what? Like a guy with swagger like that, it makes me think of a Keyshawn Johnson type who caught a lot of those vibes as well. Like, oh, this guy is a showboat. He's a look at me guy. Uh, but that dude, as an example, he was all those things, but he was also a badass and tough as hell and a big time player. Listen, it doesn't take much to sell me, um, but like that's that was kind of cool to see a guy that has that level of confidence and combine that with the skill set. Maybe, you know, maybe he's a big time player. We'll see. Well, I think he'd fit very well in the Jets. That's why I mocked him
5: there. And that's what's going to happen. That that is a nice, nice fit. I would if I was a Jets fan, I I would love that. And you what he also has, which I think has gotten lost in the shuffle here is a ton of production like to that, me, that should matter. That should yeah. matter. Like he has produced at a very high level uh, for a long time. Being that guy who was literally the number one overall high school recruit in the country, he's had that sort of bullseye and the media focus on him since he was like 16, 17. And he's produced throughout. Whereas some some of the other guys don't have that production. That's why I get Hutchinson going first. I don't I don't get Walker.
1: And anyway. that's why this the process sometimes it's just like the draft industrial complex. And this has become such a massive industry that involves so much content and so many voices, and it generates huge TV ratings and uh, eats up hours for everyone in terms of... They've got uh,
4: gorillas making the pick on day three. Day three feels like it's 48 hours a day long. day three
1: gorilla pick. And there's so much talk that a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau goes drops in the... Like back in February, he was like, oh, locked and loaded one or two. Now you see him mocked in the teens, and it's and it's like what has actually changed other than we're so we've talked so much that we need to talk about something else to get to April twenty eighth. I, I think that factors in with some of these uh, the, the draft journeys these guys take. Anyway, cool, very cool. You know MJD is... great too. What's that? I said MJD was great MJD. too. MJD, I don't it's, great yeah. to have it's, him. it's kind of similar to how when we were interviewed at the Big Tot, the Hot Toddy. And we got the all the pop from the crowd, and MJD didn't like it. And then same thing, he comes on the podcast. And then Kayvon rolls in, and he gets the shot. He's not MJD's not going to like that at all. But it's like he no. doesn't deserve that because he was excellent. Right. What will we'll happen? We're, he yeah. will have him again. I would assume. Should we do five minutes on MJD? Like maybe he deserves <laughs> that just to balance the scales. <laughs> I mean, it only I think I took
5: think he, I think he was, to get him on the show. Yeah, so. I think it was, I think he was happy, and I think if he's around, I and mean, he's certainly around in the season, and we can make the schedules. We we got to have him on a lot.
1: Yeah, he's a good dude, MJD. Um, you know, we tease some big news. It is big news. It's huge It's huge news for the show, and it's bittersweet news that effective the end of this week, Erica Tamposi will no longer be with our show in the same capacity. Uh, she, Ricky Hollywood, and Jump On Rick, um, is uh, moving on to different projects, and uh, this is something, to me, is a little overdue she's erica's so talented and um good at what she does and creative that i'm really excited to see what happens next and we got her for five years which is is longer than we've ever had a producer um but (laughs) by by about three years right but uh ricky came to us and wanted to try something new in her career where you're at ricky and we were obviously um bummed but also totally in support of it, and uh, this is our last few shows together, and just want to say we're gonna miss you, but uh, you deserve this opportunity.
7: Yeah, thank you guys. There's been some some real exciting stuff that's coming up in the future that I'm really really looking forward to, but it is so, you know, bittersweet because this is not just a career. We are a family, and that doesn't change. Um, that I'm that I'm no longer producing, but yeah, I've had a lump in my throat for the past. You know, month and a half that we've been kind of talking this out, and some things have come along my my desk that have that have been really exciting, and I'm really looking forward to the future. Um, but I'm I'm scared too. You know, it's not not being with you guys is is definitely something that you know it keeps me up at night.
5: What was the, the, your first season? Was it 2016 or 2017? It
7: might have been 2017.
5: I just 2016? Rem- I remember like an early. Thursday night type of uh, Patriots recap that me, me, Dan, and you did. And I just (laughs) I just remember whatever sort of bit that we talked about in terms of like we went hard in on that. We were both Patriots fans and Ricky came in so hard, (laughs) so strong. And I was just like this. This is unlike any producer we've had. Uh, And I love it. And uh, and it's
1: been a great ride. I don't know. It's there's you don't replace Ricky Hollywood and. Justin Graver is going to come in and and take over for Erica uh, behind the glass. And we're excited about that. Um, But there is a part of the show, you know, so much has changed at NFL um, in the last 18 months or so, kind of starting to me with losing Chris and um, then COVID hits and shuts down the world. And we've seen so many people um, leaving the company. Uh, We just learned recently that Henry will be um, staying with the NFL, but moving back to his native England, which is, we're very happy for him as well, but also again, bittersweet because he's our friend. Um, And so this is just the latest thing, Mark, where um, the show is always changing and evolving. And now we have to evolve uh, without the great Ricky Hollywood.
4: Well, we've had a, I think we've probably had like 14 different producers and I certainly have my power rankings and uh, the top (laughs) three or four or five have done, have made huge impacts on the show, but there's no equal to Erica's impact. Um, I'm with you. I thought she came in in a good way uh, with incredible effort and creativity right out of the gate. And you're like, this is a different type of person. And when Erica has an idea, and I can think of so many, um, you know, we're tasked with so many shows that were done on video, and we have to open with these skits and stuff, and that was where Erica started to find, I think, her creativity, her voice. Um, she isn't afraid to drop a bomb on us verbally, which is needed occasionally, and I can't imagine what's Especially next. Especially on we, Greg. On Greg, I mean, yeah. I've taken some fire um, on this show from her, uh, whether it be her, <laughs> you know, verbally or with the sound bites, I will miss that. There is no replacing Erica, um, but she, wherever she goes and whatever she does, I know you're going to do great and we're missing we're losing a family member but family members you know in our hearts they're not going anywhere we still got two two
5: big shows uh or three big shows. three more we've got the mock we've got the uh two draft shows and uh you know the big finale when we are also announcing that erica is going to Announced the Mr. Rebel have been picked at the. Oh, no way. Actually, we'll be, we'll unfortunately Saturday
4: be all in our own houses. To tape, you know, and Erica, oh, we right, also have our dinner out. with you and Dan and myself while
7: Greg and goes and <laughs> yes, dines yes. with his other friends. Really looking forward to that, you guys. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I want, I mean, I'll be here this week as well. And I want to thank all the listeners. It has been, you know, the greatest um time of my life in my career and i've had so much support and so many followers that have joined along and have helped shared my videos and become broadcasting i mean like you guys specifically what you have done the listeners and and then you you four guys what do you guys have done for my career and being able for me to kind of step out and and do stuff that really really makes me happy like i would not be here without all of you
1: we love you ricky and you know like you were saying, we've been talking about this at different times over the last few months, and you just had a milestone birthday. And right when I turned 30, like, that was a light went on for me. Like, there was time to try something new, and, and that's where you're at. I think it's all it's all exciting, and we're very happy for you because we know whatever happens next is going to be successful, and we'll get to say that was our producer. Yeah. A
4: light went on for me about thirty six. So just it may not happen
1: right it away. It can or. happen <laughs> later.
5: Uh, same same with Chris. I think uh, a little later in his life. I wish he was here. Uh, we always wish he oh, was Ricky here. Oh, Ricky got a
1: head start on you bums. She's gonna be <laughs> ready yes, to roll. Like <laughs> um, he
5: uh, he he would have the like the right thing to say to you. He I, I do not like. He would have the perfect thing to say. But I think that resonate would resonate with him really strongly about like. In what you're doing, find what you really love, what's really going to get you excited, uh, not just in your personal life, which obviously is great, but in in your career, because like there's no time to waste uh, doing that. So he would be uh, so happy about that and and would say say
1: it beautifully.
7: Mm -hmm. Think about him a lot, of course, throughout this, too.
1: Love you, Ricky. All right, but we got some shows left together, so let's make them count. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, the Mark Sessler mock draft. Oh, my goodness. Also, the return of a very special guest. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) And then we are off to Vegas. So big week for the show. Last week with Ricky, we're going to make it count uh, until Wednesday. Thank you, by the way, to MJD. Thank you to... Kayvon Thibodeau. What? That was still crazy. (laughs) And thank you to Ricky for five amazing years. Until Wednesday, heed the call. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander.
0: Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble